Hello and welcome back to the Station Manager Files. My name is Danny Humby and I'm the membership exec of the SRA and Station Manager at Radio Sonar. We've got another really good episode today with another very informative Station Manager who has done it twice now. So huge amounts of experience and, and some great insight. So I'm going to throw it over to him to introduce and then let's get on with today's episode. My name is Harry Mitchell. I'm the station manager of Air 3 Radio, which is the University of Stirling's student radio station. And it's, we are, I believe, at 40, almost 42 years old now since uh, the first wow. podcast were founded. Um, they, were, they were founded in 1972, so we're pretty old now. So is your station one of these student stations that has a lot of like history? Like, are you aware of most of the sort of track record of how it's been? Yeah, well, a couple of years ago, we did like a, a 40th, anniversary thing which we kind of cheated a little bit because i think we did it since first broadcast because we didn't actually start officially broadcasting on fm until for like six years since we were first founded it was oh, wow. for six years in the 70s it was just like they just kind of played through speakers around the campus and that yeah. was kind of it and about six years later they actually got on air um so yes we, we celebrated since getting on air but i think we're gonna save we can the point is we might have like two more birthdays excuses for parties basically yeah that we're gonna have. and does that yeah, mean it's quite, it's quite historical pretty old does that mean you guys have a nice rich history of alumni um yeah i mean we we do have some 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 i mean seven recently some people that go on yeah. i've worked for things like like radio one and capital and global and all the, the big hits um some i'm trying to think of, of other alumni i've had like there is um greg McHugh, who was gary tank commander He's a, he's a legend. He was a part of Air 3. Uh, you might have seen him on, on Fresh Meat as well. I think he played, oh, yeah. uh, he's, he's, he's part of Air 3. Um, but yeah, it's generally just like a few, a lot of people have passed through Air 3 in, in, in the time. Uh, we, we used to be in, we we're based on Air 3 Castle, which is where we got the name from, uh, which is this kind of big stately, it's, it's big stately, it is technically a castle, I guess, but it's, it's up from student accommodation and we used to be in the basement there but we've moved to essentially where the stables used to be and <laughs> uh, like a little side building um and it's been renovated quite a lot since i first joined in 2017 i think and moving on to sort of present times then i guess the easy the, the first thing to say is you know how's the year gone so far this this year i mean it's been pretty chaos as you might imagine i think everyone's had a big struggle because Air three and, and like like many Scottish stations, we don't really have any funding other than like membership fees. You know, we, we have the equipment that we've just been handed down from through various committees. Um, and I think when uh, lockdown hit, the idea of remote broadcasting was really unknown to us because I think the case of a lot of committees are that we aren't really tech geniuses. Like yeah. a lot of people, just we, I, I have a wonderful head of production, Andrew Scorgi, who's you know, has renovated and, and made our kit so, so much better since what, what we took off from. But as for stuff we don't know about, it's just, it's a, we're still just one student just guessing, basically. Um, but what we did manage to do was since, like, since July, since we, we put in motion of what if we got the studio safe for tier three, like that stage. And we went through the university, went through property, I went through every property staff member that's ever been on the campus i didn't know there were so many like i went through some person's boss and their boss and the boss's boss and the boss's boss's boss and the boss's boss's boss 
was we went through like 11 risk assessment revisions and we we've got like two meter distancing we've got like uh swapping out of of mic heads we've got a sanitation station we've got a digital sign system and then that took months of of work and so many running around just trying to get a different key signing system and then i think the week we were going to launch we went into tier four and we just couldn't use it and then the Christmas yeah. in December happened, and then no one really does anything in December. So it's been pretty, pretty non-existent. Uh, but oh, I think one thing it did was it made it just it kind of modernized us a little bit. I think going remote does that for people. Like we started a, a, an area through Discord, like many others are doing things like Discord, things like that. But um, and the idea of that continuing on is quite exciting because it means that people from you know people can do people can call in from different countries and different places yeah. on air we didn't really have that system set up in place before um so that was exciting so how have you found has the engagement been all right still with the people that are still involved surprisingly uh yeah actually it's been pretty good like we obviously we have less we have less members but we had a pretty good like interest from people um calling in for, uh, for the give it a go as we had I'm, I'm getting messages quite a lot being like hey i'm still interested in doing this like i i have this podcast i want to do i have this show i want to do i want i i how can we get microphones set remotely um but it is a little bit sadder this year i will admit like not having we 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 just weren't really prepared for it i suppose and the studio as a it's, it's weird how much the studio as a physical space is such a core to stations yeah. like we were, we we're trying to dream up like the studio is just a studio like the station is like something else that we can try and do things differently with, with. but as like an environment and as like uh, quite a warm and welcoming space, the studio what meant a lot to the members and to people and losing that was, was it is tough to do because it was always a pretty reliable thing. We just, we just had pretty solidly um, and going remote is just so much more chaotic um, than usual because it, and, and instead of, meeting everyone in one room and getting people and having that chance to walk around and be like, Hey, how are you doing? Like, are you, are you struggling yeah. with this? Like as station manager, I've been station manager, I was station manager in second year. Um, and then again in, in, in his fourth year. Um, and I, I always, my best part is, is always walking out to people and, and these, these meetings being and the walking to the quiet ones to really know what's going on and be like, Hey, like, can I help you with this? Can I do this? You can't really do that anymore. Like yeah. you can't walk up to someone in a room and say hi to them and, and what they're doing because you have to specifically contact them directly and i can't read their body language or their yeah, face or if they seem to seem nervous so either they reach out to us or they people just go ah eh, you know I'll, I'll do it next year and that's been tough so what's the well apart from the glaringly obvious what's the biggest difference between you being a station manager in second year and fourth year do you think that it's been easier <laughs> do you think it's been yeah I realize as saying that that obviously there's a very obvious answer but do you find that your experience from doing it before has made it do you think it's made it easier now 100% yeah I mean I was I mean being elected station manager of a station at the end of your first year is of uni is a little bit strange so it's that situation where all the committee of fourth years and then they go to the end of the year and, and they go hmm everything won't exist next year we need a station manager and i was just i was just always there helping people out and doing things and i got kind of tricked into doing it um, but i wanted to do it and and it, and it was like there was 2018 that was an absolutely mental year for me and it was so much and it was very kind of overwhelming and i made loads of mistakes but it was like a lot of fun 
I just really enjoyed kind of cultivating everyone's stuff and getting people interested and people that didn't think they'd be doing a radio show in their entire life ever um, were suddenly doing a show every week and absolutely loving it and being able to get people in on that was amazing but I think the main lessons I took was I think just generally how to take the pressure and how to delegate things um, because it's when you're when you're working with people just doing volunteering for free in a committee who are also students doing bits and bobs it was tough being the boss in a situation where you're the youngest person on the committee which was yeah. the case for me if you're looking at all things responsibility i mean how, how have you found being in charge of a student station and you know a, a decent amount of people at, at, at our age it's it's less of the workload more of the emotional feeling of pressure i think which is i got to experiment with personally because second year it's a huge amount of pressure you know everyone's turning to you to for the answers when things go wrong you have to take the blame for it uh, it doesn't matter what it is it's just like that's just the job which i was fine with um i was i was pretty good at being in charge of things i'm i'm i'm, I'm good at public speaking you know i was fine i'm good i'm quite welcoming and I, i'm good at talking to people so that part was quite easy to me um but it's it's the it's the just the pressure of that being that person and being the you can't fall at someone else like when it when it all comes down to it like it ends on you um and i didn't want to do that for the next year and i had two people who wanted to be station manager so i was like yes people who actually want this job that's crazy um and my good my very good friend Isla roberts was station manager last year and the year after i became i was station manager in second year and I was working as a vice role and I was doing probably just as much work as I was before. Like we were working, we were very much like a partnership duo um, and just, you know, I was helping with events. I was helping with the production. I was helping with the techno stuff. I was helping with the scheduling, but it felt so much better because I didn't have that pressure of me being in charge. Like yeah. I was doing so much work, um, but I could help out and I could just, I could relax and do other things and not feel like, there's 60 people, there's 60 members and 14 committee members who are waiting on me, right? Um, it's, so it's, it's what, that, yeah. What approach did you take differently when you did station manager the second time, just putting less pressure on yourself? Just chilling out, vibing, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. I think like, I, I, I was very, I, at that point, I had that after, I, I was also helping out a lot in first year. So it's almost three years of knowing how to just reach out to people, knowing how to do meetings okay, knowing just knowing the station by like the back of my hand i know how everything works i know how, i know what to do in pretty much any situation if the stream goes down if the if someone loses the keys to the studio if if someone wants uh if someone wants to do a podcast or something if someone's messed up this thing if someone drops out their show or someone you know we've, we've had so many fires that i've had to put out <laughs> over the past three years that like it's like I've I've messed up so in so in every way possible. So anything that happens, I'm like, oh well, I did that back in 2017. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Like I I remember in in second year um, when I was station manager, I was the previous station manager was a guy called Kieran Daly, and he was a you know what you'd imagine a station manager would be like fourth year, been there for years, knows society, very well respected within all the media societies, um, and he was like a, my mentor, I guess, for getting me into station manager, and. I remember the, the sustainer that we had, which is like, you know, just like the huge database of songs that we had that plays all the time um, when a show isn't on, vanished. 
have a thin air. We had no idea where it went. It was <laughs> it had been deleted of some key or some kind. And I was trying to track down where it was, where I could find it. And I was so upset. I was so stressed out because like that's that's like so much stuff on that on that database. How do we get it back? Um and I called Kieran Daly at like 2 a.m. I think something ridiculous. I was like, Kieran, 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 the day, the day that the, the, the playlist, the songs, the song, how are we going to He's like, dude, just make a new one. Like it's so old. <laughs> There's do you have any idea yeah. how many how old those songs are? This is your chance to make something good out of it and to like make your version of it and get the heads of music involved, get the members involved. I was like, oh, you're so right, you're so right. And you know, me and Isla, before she was became city manager, worked in that. And I think like stuff like that, I I, I can't imagine ever doing that now. Like if, if something like that come up, I'd be like, damn, that sucks. How are we gonna how are we gonna sort that out then, lads? <laughs> like yeah. I think it's just the it's it's always time and practice, like everything. But I think it's always just the case of I think just always taking a step back and taking a deep breath um, when things like that seem like it's and if, if you've done you've done this before you've put off fires before um, and yeah. also the fact that you have a committee you're not the only person running this entire station you just delegate you know you shift plates around you, you, it feels like you're spinning a hundred plates at once but you can hand those plates to seven different people you know periodically so even if there's not this their, their strict job. I'm sure someone's like, hey, can you have a look at this? And can you head up to the studio and fix this thing? Like that was a big thing to help. So I was rubbish doing that in second year because I always felt like it was down to me. And in fourth year, I'm just like, do this, please. So do you feel like being station manager helped your, I want to say social skills out a lot. So obviously like the, the radio stuff, you know, naturally you do more, you get more experience. Do you feel like as a person, you grew a lot from it? 100%. I mean, like, I was always pretty good at public speaking. So like for meetings and things like that, I'm talking to a crowd. I was fine with that. I love attention, you know, that kind of thing. I think every station um, manager does. <laughs> you kind of need to, um, which is funny because I love the station manager, hated that stuff. So she was so quiet and she, but she was absolutely brilliant at all doing all the work, but talking to people was where she was so stressed out and often, you know, your committee has your back in the scenario. Yeah. Like, but I think it helps definitely helped how to talk to people um how to talk to new people how to talk to strangers how to sell someone on something because as a station manager if you're trying to get members you have to recruit you have to be like hey here's why you should join this thing and you have to know how to be kind of helpful and understand different diverse backgrounds and where people are coming from and also just you have to take a lot of kind of rc stuff on the chin a little bit Mm. um like being someone who just turned just turned 18 being station manager and having committee members who are in their 20s 30s and you have to be like you're messing up here you can't do that you have to do this uh often doesn't get a best response <laughs> um and i think isla the next year often has trouble being being a woman they always have a, t- a tougher time yeah uh, being taken seriously by people because of just general internalized misogyny and sexism which happened in 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 front of your face like it happened in front of your face but like the, how much female presidents get kind of ignored and passed over so i was fortunate to be a, a white male not and people taking me semi-seriously age was the only thing that had that um so so what would your what would your advice be for people that maybe are debating a committee role or maybe running for station manager and are maybe worried that <laughs> the responsibility or, or, or the pressures uh, and all this type of thing might be too much for them? Um, 
Well, I was always kind of a reluctant leader. I just, I, I was pretty happy to do it in second year. And once I experienced the, the, the chaos of it all, I was like, I don't really want to do that again. But, you know, it's the feeling of being able to help people with radio is really worth it. Um, it's really, really, it's really, really worth it just for that because, you know, having someone, especially at Air 3, we do not have, Air 3 is generally not a station in particular that has those people that are wanting to go move on to Radio 1 and Global and work for the local radio station. They are, you know, like psychology students who want to go on Tuesday night and have a laugh with their friends and play like fucking like Billie Eilish songs. That's generally the vibe that's happening. There are people like that. There are like often a lot of neurodivergent people and disabled people who feel very nervous and they kind of struggle socially. We've had situations like that where I've been able to get them into doing a show and they've absolutely loved it and it's changed their kind of uni career. Being the person that can kind of cultivate that is wonderful. So I, it is work and, and for employment, it's, 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 I think it's generally a gold mine because you learn so much instead of just, I can write that I learned on TV, you actually do learn stuff like transferable skills, like communication and working with a team and being a leader. Um, but you just need the time. You need the time and you need, you need that space in your life. And if you ha don't have that space in your life, then don't do it. Um, for committee members, committee, if you're wanting for a committee, I'd, let, I'd want to get a more specific chance. I'd say it's always a good time. Um, it's good for a CV. It's generally a good thing to kind of keep yourself busy and do something fun and again like what's like i said before helping people um if you don't want to do if you've realized that you don't really have time for it or you're kind of struggling to do it and you're not really pulling your weight or doing a job as as someone who runs commit has run committees for or an advice role or head role for three years now please just step down just say <laughs> no like <laughs> it's a very specific thing but like only do what you want to do because i feel like loads of people in my experience have gone into it They've gone a few weeks in and they're like, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. I don't like want to do that. Or like, I'm kind of bored of it. And they just kind of be a silent committee member taking up a role for months. And it's been very frustrating as that, as, as that job. So only if it stops being, it's something like a gambling ad, but if it stops being fun, then stop doing it. Yeah. Um, but if you think it'll be fun, then I think we'd do it. And for station manager, uh, delegate to your committee, like talk to people um, and give yourself a little bit of slack it's quite a thankless role so just learn to accept that and just solve one problem move on to the next move on to the next and at one point you will you will have someone mention to you that like this my third year would have been terrible without this radio station um if i didn't have that i think my, my week would have been a lot sadder and that kind of just makes it for you honestly yeah, I, I think that's fantastic advice. And and for the station managers out there that may be listening to this and they're thinking, what cool thing can we steal from Air 3? Maybe it's like committee structure. You know, what what works really well for you guys or or you've like implemented over the last few years that you think actually most like might benefit other student stations? Um, well, we're such a rag and bone station. Like I see some stations that, that you know, might be listening to this, people who in a lot of, often English stations as well, who have these very high-tech setups. Um, I guess with Air 3 in particular, like our station is, our studio is not exactly the most high-tech, but we're very lucky to, that it's, it's very remote and separated from campus. And it's very quite, it's, it has a lot of character and it's very kind of homely and cozy. If you have the chance, try and make the studio like as 
cool as possible <laughs> because we make make people want to hang out there because if it's just like a uni room that you've rented out and you've chucked a, a, a mixer on it and a, on a, on a monitor it kind of loses the magic of it like we have we have like all these old we're, we're lucky to have it be an old station so we have these old vinyls and we have like posters on the walls and we have like it's it's tough it's tough for campuses because there's rules but all, all we have a door where every show that's basically ever happened writes their show name on the door in felt pen and it's like a wall of like years and years of stations. And on the other door, we have bands and artists who have been in. So if you can just like document your history like that, I would recommend it. If it's putting something on a wall, if it's like getting a committee to sign something, like try and keep a document. Because the thing about handover committees is that they hand over and it's like, it's like, it's like a, you know, changing a mop handle and a mop head, like when does it end and when does it stop? Um, so keep track of your history. I think it adds, I always, gradually builds more character to who you are and where you came from and that means you're not just uh, uh, that committee and then it's the next committee it's like you kind of are an overall character of a station and you feel a bit more like a station instead of just a collection of people who are going to be replaced and do, do you think that that type I, I think i really like that idea i might steal it for sonar um <laughs> do you think that helps with just the overall culture of the society yeah, I mean, as I was saying earlier, like it was tough to lose a studio, and that's why we fought so hard to get like a, a COVID safe studio. Um, was the environment, um, and yeah, that definitely helped the culture. And I think the the culture of Air Three is genuinely like the, we have three media societies in Sterling. Like we have a filmmaking society who I'm part of, who are, who are very creative, very incredible people, and we have a uh, Brick newspaper who are the student newspaper, and they're all. They're all very intensive creatives who who often get into kind of scraps about this and that, and and, and they they have all these incredible things going on. And Air Three also has often very incredible things going on. Like I remember we, the year I took over, we won an award for best media city in the UK, and that was like that was like a a, a, a huge moment. But generally, we're very quiet. Um, we just like we we the thing about radio stations in particular is that they run like clockwork, right? So if you got if you've done everything right then it just rolls week by week, by week, by week, by week. Um, and that's the advantage of being a station manager is, is of, of that instead of a, uh, another, another society because you're not running weekly meetings and you're, you're not like trying to do it. What, what are we doing this? We're doing this week. It's generally, if you've done your job right, then things just roll. Um, and that's, and I'm, I'm not sure if that's anything in particular, but like, that with a collection of people just being quite chill is very nice. We've always been a very chill society. So if you can try and keep your society uh, chill, that's always good. And always try and just be as communicative with people as possible. Like you don't want a member just having, having not spoken to anyone, not joining any events who are just like, maybe wanted, maybe they just want to be left alone and do their show. That's fine. But like try and get people as involved as possible because without that, those weekly meetings that we don't have, um, it's hard to stay in touch with your member base. Um, and I, 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 when I was when I joined, I was like, I there was no real training when I joined. There was no real kind of communication or any. And I, I most immediately I was like, okay, well, we need training. We need to, we're putting out newsletters. We're, I added a website, member hubs, so people can get info. I think just try and keep people in the know. Um, and yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think the community element of of a student station can often be sort of undervalued by people, and you know it's fantastic to hear that you guys have made efforts to sort of get that in place. 
uh, moving away from from the station specifically more to the station manager himself i'm interested to know about all things harry mitchell because i follow you on twitter and you do a lot of stuff and a lot of it <laughs> is very cool stuff can you give the people a run through down through that like how did you get into doing stuff for the bbc and and making cool little among us videos and all this type of thing well, yeah, I do do a lot of stuff. And I, that's not something I would recommend to other people. Um, like I was saying, um, if you want to be a social manager, you should have a, a space to do it. And I currently do, really don't. Um, <laughs> but that's just, if some, in some situations, you're kind of, you are in a situation like me where no one else is going to do it and you have passion for the station, so you have to do it anyway. Um, but for me, like, I'm a pretty creative person. I like different things. I've been making videos for years and years um so i got into bbc i do a digital media course where i made kind of short films and documentaries uh, which is quite practical on on hand stuff and that was great just making stuff was really helpful uh, because it meant you can just you had stuff that you could show people and be like hey i've made this like can i do more stuff and they go okay sure um and that was a lot combined with radio was a was, was, a, was a great piece because i mean i could have radio as like a, I don't know, radio is always a week, as a weekly reliable thing. A part of your week was always great. Um, and it was like doing podcasty stuff. So yeah, I, I do that. I do, I'm a video producer for BBC social, uh, which is like a kind of talent recruitment thing. Um, and that's just like a, a freelance status. And it's just like, if you, if you have time, I think, what I'd say is just try and, if you're a creative person, try and make stuff, even if it's rubbish, like just make little stuff and put it out there. Um, what's what's your what's your favorite moment from your like? I'm gonna put career, say career, but like <laughs> I know we're obviously I'm 21, yeah, but uh, exactly. yeah, like, I want to retire now. Um, but what it, whether it be student radio or or the sort of um, BBC's freelancey stuff you do, what, what's what's the highlight for you so far? um damn um is it the club penguin video <laughs> i did interview the founder of club penguin which was absolutely so much fun that was great um i don't know that that was pretty fun that, that was a good part but honestly when i think of highlights i do go to student radio more than like the big successful bbc article stuff just because that just had a, such a more feeling of fun and community like do we do twitter for our broadcasts which I find quite funny because we don't do those for charity. We do a charity Christmas album, excuse me, but our twenty-four hour broadcast are just excuses to get pissed, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and just do radio. Um, so, but that the memories like that are always really fun. Um, did, I think sorry, a, did you say you do a charity Christmas album? Yes, every Christmas we do a a Christmas album. Uh, we have done for many many years now. I think I, I think that this year was the only year we didn't do it because it was just. It was just so hard to figure out how to do it. Yeah. Um, but and we, it's usually absolutely disastrous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we we often have very a couple of very talented singers, um, and then just people like this, like like the rugby team go on and they belt out Mariah Carey in our studio. Classic. Um, people reading poems, people doing original songs, and we've raised money for uh, Action in Mind, which is a mental health charity in Sterling. He's been here for that for a few years, and then last year we raised money for Crisis, and modernizing that was also a big part of it it used to be like you'd buy a, an album and you'd hand money to a person and they'd put it in a little metal tin and then at the end you'd count all the bits of the metal tin and they'd be like 
we made money guys now like we're like why do we do that it's it's 2020 it's 2019 guys what, what's going on so you know now we can you can do things online and people all over the world can donate and get a digital version of it which isn't as fun like the the most if you want you ask for a highlight the most stressful part not the, the opposite of that the worst part is definitely in our media office every year without fail we've had to crunch getting the media the our charity christmas album done in time for our our joint <laughs> media award ceremony we, we we never learn a lesson we always do it up to the wire like isn't like there's hosts talking downstairs entering the, the award ceremony i'm in the office i'm burning cds on an old imac in our office <laughs> and i'm cutting out little uh, album covers of the nirvana baby but it's got a santa hat on it and santa's face yeah. um and I'm, I'm just i'm like tears running i'm just like i'm just trying to stamp this on that was those, those moments like that that you'll feel like what am i doing with my life this is the worst thing ever and then you'll go and have a beer and you'll you'll they'll play a ridiculous christmas song that you did you duetted with your vp comms and you'll regret your whole life but Vibes. It sounds like you've got an incredible experience and, and, and it's almost time in student radio. So I'm interested to know if, if you had to sum up, what does student radio mean to you? Man, I mean, I I was I did Twitch streams like when I was a teenager. Um back when Twitch streams were basic. Uh and I loved doing that. And I think there was a who I'm lucky to to, to be pals with now, but there was a, a Twitch streamer and you also remember called Martin Littlewood. And he used to be in the SRA. He was in, I think it was maybe Nottingham. And, and he was in, a student as radio in guy. As the Yogg's cast guy. Yeah, yeah. He was Yogg's student radio. He was student radio. He was student radio. He won the award for best newcomer, I believe. Um, and if you'll, you'll, you'll recognize it very clearly because he, he opened all his streams with like banging chins and like doing it like a producer. Like he's got, the, he's got, he's got a little mixer and he's like, and he does it for ages and ages and ages. And the, the intro of the streams were the best part for me. And I was like, Adam, that was so fun. And I, I did it myself. Like I, I did it on Twitch streams and I would love doing little, that they, were, they were basically just radio shows, which aren't allowed on Twitch. I'm surprised I didn't get banned, but I would have songs. I'm allowed to add, and I, I prepare over the week, like a playlist of songs and I do it on Twitch. So when I got to uni and someone was like, hey, do you want to do a radio show? I was like, I didn't know that I did, but yeah, I do actually. I just realized that I've been doing radio already <laughs> and not realizing it. Um, and I did a, I did a show with my, with my, my, my pal Ross Bay and we just talked, it's air three is very talk show based. Like we're, we're basically, we basically do podcasts with some song breaks. Um, but that was like in a situation where I'm someone who does like to go, Oh, what if I did stuff? For, what if I did freelance here? What if I did graphic design for this person? What if I did articles for this person? What did we do this person? Like having a, a, a forced week by week, not, Mondays 9 p.m. to chat some stuff with a friend and play some music was such like a week reset, a body reset, a mind reset. And that's what people tell me. Um, it's like, and being able to, it's, it's very, a very specific scenario, but in my situation, we had a joint kind of course where I was in college for the first couple of years. Um, also, I'm not a very social, I'm not an incredibly social person. I'm not going out to gaffs and parties every night. So like ha it gave me an excuse to be on campus. It gave me an excuse to meet people, to go to events, to I have a bunch of new friends who I've never have met before if I hadn't done student radio, which seemed for all societies. But like radio as a weekly thing was great. And um, 
yeah, like I don't think I would university would be the same thing without it, which is why I feel like I haven't, you know, when I went to station manager, like my, you know, everyone was screaming, don't do that. Jesus Christ, you clearly don't have time for that. I was like, yeah, you're right. But I, I do not want to let this station kind of just die um, because it, it means too much to me. Yeah. Um, because and, you, can, yeah. you can effectively give back to the station the experience that it gave to you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and if I can give, and if I can give a piece of that to someone else and then they want to go, hey, maybe I should be a committee member. Maybe I should be station manager. And then they do that to someone else. Then I'm kind of supplying mm. this cycle of, of making people who feel a bit isolated, a bit alone, a bit lost in university have that sense of creativity, of belonging, of fun that they didn't really expect to have, but they did have. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing I've sort of come to terms with in, in my time as station manager is it's 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 that you know it's the legacy you can give it's what you can give back to people and I think that's what I enjoy the most from it. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 we've come to the end, but I want to give you the chance to promote your station and yourself. Maybe if you have an exciting project coming up that people might be interested for a little tease on i don't know up to you <laughs> you're trying to get you're trying to get leaks out of me daddy <laughs> how dare you uh i'll start with sure i'll plug it i mean i'll plug air three for us of course i mean if you want to follow air three radio we a couple months ago did a few months ago did actually did a takeover with the sra because we did loads of instagram stuff but we are at air through air three that's not the number three radio on all social media which i love to have i love to have a clean social media username and everything um twitter and, and instagram and facebook for all those good stuff and iartheradio.com is where hopefully you're going to be hearing some recorded content some remote content coming up and yeah keep an eye out like we're going to be taking a more unorthodox approach of getting podcasts from about wherever wherever um and commissioning some things and doing all kind of sorts uh and having lots of fun so even if you're not a part of sterling you don't have to be we always try and create quite accessible content for lots of people and if you want to follow me uh i'm harry mitchell i'm at harry is late on i think all pretty much all social media and um we're going to be what danny's teasing is we're going to be starting a new i'm going to be personally starting a co-founding a new games independent publication if you like gaming and stuff uh keep an eye out for our social media and we'll be teasing more of that coming up on the 22nd of february and it, and if you follow harry as well you get the occasional massively viral tweet too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true i like to pop off every now and then danny what can i say well cheers for coming on the station manager files mate thank you for having me Hello and welcome back to the Station Manager Files. My name is Danny Humby and I'm the membership exec of the SRA and station manager at Radio Sonar. We've got another really good episode today with another very informative station manager who has done it twice now. So huge amounts of experience and some great insight. So I'm going to throw it over to him to introduce and then let's get on with today's episode.